The name of this podcast is called Read a Book. And the book we are reading is called The War on Kids by Kara H. Drennan. How America Juvenile Justice Lost Its Way. Reading Chapter 1, Pioneer to Pariah, The Arc of American Juvenile Justice. From page 12 to 16. In 1999, when he was 14 years old, Control Jackson and two friends decided to rob a video store in Arkansas. Control learned while en route to the store that one of his friends had bought along a sawed-off shotgun. He decided to wait outside the video store. Once inside, Control's friend pointed the gun at the clerk and demanded money from her. She refused. After a few minutes, Control walked inside the store to find his friend insisting that the clerk give up the money. At trial, it was disputed whether Control said to the clerk, We ain't playing, or whether he said to his friends, I thought you all was playing. Either way, the clerk refused to hand over the money and threatened to call the police. Control's friend shot and killed her. All three boys fled the store empty-handed. Arkansas law allows prosecutors to unilaterally transfer 14-year-olds out of the juvenile court system into adult court if they are charged with certain serious crimes. In Contrell's case, the prosecutor exercised his discretion and charged him as an adult with capital felony murder and aggravated robbery, even though Contrell was barely old enough to attend high school. Felony murder, the capital charge in Contrell's case, has long been disputed as unjust in American criminal law, even as it applies to adults. The theory of felony murder charge is this. Certain felonies are so inherently dangerous that if a person attempts to engage in the felony, the law holds them responsible for any death that occurs during the commission of that felony, whether the defendant intent, intended the death or not. Some have argued that this transferred intent is inherently unfair. It's one thing to be held responsible for one's intention to rob a store, but it's another thing to impute the intent to kill when death appears an accident incidental to the felony. Even more contentious, though, is that in the felony murder context, co-defendants can be held responsible for the actions of each other. So in Contrell's case, not only is it questionable whether he intended to carry out the robbery, but also he was not the trigger man. He definitely did not intend to shoot and kill the clerk. Yet the theory of felony murder holds him responsible for her death. Once in adult court, a jury convicted Contrell of both crimes, and Arkansas law at the time permitted only one sentence. Life without parole. Terrence Graham was also sentenced to life without parole. But his case was even more shocking because it was not a homicide conviction. Recall the facts of this case from the introduction. In 2003, when he was 16, Terrence and some friends tried to rob a restaurant in Jacksonville. Confronted by an undoubtedly angry manager, they fled and took no money. Before fleeing, one of Terrence's accomplices struck the manager in the head with a metal ball. The manager required stitches for his head wound. Terrence was arrested and charged with armed burglary and attempted robbery. The prosecutor who under Florida law enjoyed sole discretion regarding whether to charge Terrence as a juvenile or adult chose to file his case in adult court. Terrence pleaded guilty to both charges and received a term of three years probation. He was required to spend the first year of his probation in the adult county jail but he received credit for the time he had spent in jail awaiting trial and was released in 2004. Less than six months later, Terrence was arrested again allegedly for his involvement in a home invasion robbery. The state never pursued those new charges because Terrence's probation officer 
filed with the trial court and affidavit asserting that he had violated several conditions of his probation, including associating with persons engaged in criminal activity and fleeing from law enforcement. A difficult trial judge from one from the one who had accepted Terrence's previous guilty plea presided over a sentencing hear, hearing for the probation violations. Terrence insisted that he had no involvement in the home invasion robbery, but he did admit to violating his probation conditions by fleeing from police. Violating his probation terms exposed him to the original sentence hanging over him from the attempted robbery of the barbecue restaurant. Under Florida law, Terrence faced anywhere from five, five years to life imprisonment. The state asked for a 45-year sentence, 30 years on the armed burglary count, and 15 years on the attempted robbery count. Terrence's lawyer requested...